0: Welcome to the Knobcast! Thank you for dropping by. This is where we simplify Bitcoin. I'm your host Mary Victoria and this podcast is sponsored by BitNob. BitNob is an easy-to-use app where you can automatically save, borrow, earn, send, and receive Bitcoin all in one place at the cheapest rates. Download BitNob, B-I-T-N-O-B from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store using the links in the show notes. Or visit the website on bitnov.com. That's bitnob.com. That's B I T N O B.com. I don't think I've ever heard the process behind Bitcoin education broken down like the way it was in this episode. In this episode, I interviewed Dushan Matushka. Dushan is a Bitcoin educator, founder, and CEO of Amity Age Academy. Amity Age Academy is a Bitcoin education center located on the island of Roatan, Honduras. Dushan is on a mission to educate 100 million people about Bitcoin by 2030. He spoke about Amity Age Academy, the birth of Amity Nakamoto, shared tips for Bitcoin educators and so much more and if you love this podcast feel free to send us a boost on fountain.fm fountain.fm is a platform where you can support your favorite podcast by sending bitcoin via the lightning network to send us a boost just tap on the thunderbolt icon next to the podcast name on fountain.fm so buckle your seat belt, subscribe to the podcast drop a review and without further ado let's cue the intro Hi, Dusan. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi there. Hi there, Mary. I'm super happy to be here.
0: And yeah, it's nice to have you here. So do you mind if you could tell us a little bit about yourself so our audience get to know you?
1: Of course. Uh, so I'm Dusan or Dusan, depends uh, how you want to call me. Uh, I'm. Uh, What's the
0: correct pronunciation? Yeah, the correct one is Dusan. Dushan.
1: But many times when I was in Roatan or wherever in the world, like it was hard for people to to say my name. So... It was easier for them to say Dusan, so...
0: How about your last name? How do you say your last name? Matushka. Dusan Matushka.
1: Dusan Matushka, yes. I'm a
0: natural, <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you're a Slovak. <laughs> you're a graduated Slovak person. And Dusha, actually Dusha in Slovak language means a soul. Oh,
0: that's so nice. So this nice. is like the, the
1: background of the name, so like a soul guy, let's call it this way.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: So um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Bitcoin educator from Slovakia. And uh, I'm, I'm doing Bitcoin education for the last five years. What I'm doing is uh, I'm hosting a podcast, a Bitcoin-only podcast in Slovak language, doing workshops, webinars, teaching teachers and kids about Bitcoin. I translated uh, Bitcoin Money Book into Slovak language and we distributed around 3,000 copies on schools. And we are also mining Bitcoin. So currently we're mining in Czech Republic and moving to Paraguay in a month. So, I'm kind of currently a um, full time Bitcoiner already for about one or two years.
0: Wow, you're living the dream. That is, that is the goal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the most current thing is uh, we are starting uh, a Bitcoin Academy, Bitcoin Education Center on the Roatan in Honduras. So, so, that's my main project right now. And that's my full time focus at this moment.
0: Love it. That is so good. But how did you get into Bitcoin? What was your Bitcoin journey like?
1: Yeah, so um, my first touch was in 2015. But uh, that was the moment for many people the same. Like uh, you are super skeptical. You say like, oh, it's a bubble. Mm-hmm. It will It will never take on. It's just a geeky money. So um, for two years, I was, I was not touching Bitcoin until 2017 when I sat with my friend and he just told me more. And he was like, I was asking him, like, dude, so what are you doing, Peter, now? Because he was coding uh, websites. And he told me, you know what, um, I don't do websites right now so much, but uh, I educate myself on Bitcoin and do some trading. I was like, oh, my God, Peter, you fell for it as well. Like, <laughs> really, you, I trusted that you will not fail for this scam. And I was trying to find a hole in what, what Peter was saying to me. So I was, uh, after I came home, I started to study. And I was studying really till the night, till, till early morning, till like 3, 4 a.m. And the next day I told to my friends and colleagues, like I'm not coming to work for a day or two because I want to study Bitcoin. Oh,
0: nice. <laughs>
1: and the deeper I go, the deeper I went, I was like, I need to find how it will fail. And the more I studied, I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> um, so because I was teaching mathematics and physics um, on my on my university, when I was studying university, it kind of helped me to see the beauty of uh, cryptography, of asymmetric cryptography, and hash functions, and it was like, oh my god, this is this really makes sense.
0: And that is what made you convinced about Bitcoin.
1: Yes, yes, that was uh, that was my initial journey, like these these first weeks of of consuming everything, uh, videos, podcasts in Slovak language. That was almost nothing at the time. It was really just starting to be put together. There were some people already. Um, working in Bitcoin or like doing something in Bitcoin but uh, there were not enough materials to study in Slovak language so I needed to go uh, into English sources and was reading everything I could find and then in a couple of weeks or months um, I said like, okay, this is beautiful and I want to show people what this is and how it can help around the world with solving the, the money crisis and and making banks obsolete. <laughs> so I, st- I I did my first uh, workshop, a public workshop on Bitcoin. And to my surprise, like 40 people came to that. I was like, oh my God, I, w- I was really nervous because I didn't think that I know everything, of course. Uh, but it was super cool. And that was my my start of the, of the education journey. I used to do education before, basically my whole uh, university studies. I was teaching mathematics, physics, English. I was teaching public speaking. So being a teacher was something that I really loved. And when I combined the passion for Bitcoin with teaching, that was kind of like the ideal uh, merge of of my passions. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life.
0: Wow, this is so cool. It's interesting how everything just came together, you know, went from teaching math to like, Teaching Bitcoin, which is the best demonstration yeah. of math. <laughs> so it's yeah, really cool. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, sometimes I think about it like the universe is like really manifesting in in these weird, interesting and, and beautiful ways. And I would never tell to myself, like if if somebody would tell me a few years ago that I will be opening up a education academy in Rotan in Honduras, I would be like, What are you talking about? Like, are you kidding me? so yeah it's it's a crazy journey
0: but why ruatan though of all places to open an educational like academy on bitcoin why ruatan
1: that's that's really good question and um the answer to that is it it was a real coincidence in in the beginning um so since we are mining bitcoin for about one and a half years now we have a bunch of clients that mine with us and one of them um, one of our most favorite client, of course, um, was, um, he's traveling around the world, and he came to Roatan, and he bought a land there. And he told me, like, Dushan, you need to come here. This is a beautiful place. This is the heaven on earth, beautiful island in, in Caribbean, and he, he bought one or two lands right now. And I needed to Google out, like, where is Roatan? I had, like, super, no idea. I've never heard about the place before. <laughs> and I checked the pictures, I checked some videos, I was like, oh my god, it's super interesting. And what was really interesting about Roatan is that the second largest community on Roatan is Czech Republic guys, Czech guys, which and Czech Republic, yes, it was like, what the heck? (laughs) And you know, the Czechs and Slovaks, we are like, we used to be one nation before, Mm -hmm. and for me, you know, like, Czech guys on Caribbean island, like what the heck? And there is a Czech village on the no island. Way. I was like, I need to see this. I need to go to that place. So, and there is a beautiful story, like how Czech people came to Roatan as well. So, I said like, okay, let's let's go. I need to see that. So, uh, we set up with my girlfriend, with my colleague that I mine Bitcoin with Gabriel, and and his family. We came together and we said like, let's go to Roatan. and March. 2022 was our first connection with Ratan. We came there and we spent 10 days there. And it was beautiful. We were traveling around. We were meeting new people. We were enjoying the place. It was really, really wonderful. And we were thinking about, you know, like with European Union and Europe in general, it's not going in a good direction. You know, at that time, uh, there was, uh, I think in March, there already the war uh, broke out. I think it was the end of February, if I remember correctly. So even before we knew that we want to search for a plan B somewhere, uh, somewhere out of Europe for if something goes wrong, you know, with electricity prices, with everything, with regulation, it's going crazy uh, against anonymity, privacy and everything. So we said like Rotten might be a good place to, to live for some time. But if we want to live there, we need to do something there. So we were thinking, okay, what do we want to do? And for a couple of months, uh, we were thinking about setting up education, Bitcoin education academy somewhere. And the coincidence was that at the same time when we've been in Roatan, there was something called Prospera Summit going on. And Prospera is this uh, special autonomous economic zone, like a private city on Roatan. But for me, when I checked the website first time, it was like, oh, this is some scam, you know you know about these kind of places in Caribbean, like Satoshi Island and all these kind of crypto islands that, you know, is just a scammy thing. So I was really skeptical first, but since the summit was as the same days that we've been there, I was like, okay, let's go and check it out. And I came there. I was really expecting um, just a few geeks on a piece of land under a tent, you know, just <laughs> hanging around and like thinking this is the future or we're going to build amazing things. But To my surprise, when I came there, there was a huge building. There were like 50, 60 people there. And there were like new buildings coming up. I was like, what the heck? Like, this is a real thing. It's not only on paper. This is really happening. And I was speaking with a lot of people there. And we could also promote and present the ideas that we would like to do in Roata. So I spoke about the education academy. And in the front row, there was sitting a CEO of Prospera. Eric, which I had no idea who the guy was, and he's like, Dusan, so what are you doing afternoon after after the talk? I was like, well, I'm going to snorkel with my girlfriend. And he said, you know, before you go snorkel with your girlfriend, I will take you to one building, and if you like it, you can start the academy there. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So he took me to a beautiful place. It's the top building, like the highest building, uh, highest located building on the whole island, so the view is amazing. And I got super hooked about the location, about Prospera, about ideas of Eric, about um, libertarian ideas, objectivist, Ayn Rand ideas, Atlas Tract, and all these kind of things. We were speaking one hour about her ideas. And the thing that Bitcoin is legal tender in Prospera, you can pay with Bitcoin for taxes, you can receive it, there's no capital gains. And all these kind of things just came together. And I was like, oh my God. So this is, I think, the perfect place that we can start it right now. We have super support from Prospera. Uh, we have the, the Prospera wants to have Bitcoin as a legal tender. So we are there to help everybody coming to Prospera with the, the know-how, with the knowledge. We would like to spend some time there because it's a beautiful island. And all these kind of things was like, oh my God, the universe again is telling me you need to spend some time here. <laughs> you need to do it here. So this was the coincidence why I end up in Roatan. And, and the, a year ago, I had no idea that the place even exists.
0: <laughs> wow. Like, it's just crazy how everything just came together. Yeah. You know, not only the fact that you, <laughs> you found a large Czech community. But the fact that this place was also quite open to Bitcoin and it just aligned with the plans of having an academy, like it does so crazy.
1: But it it, it
0: taught me something, though, you know, like you have to always be open with sharing your big ideas because you never know who's listening.
1: Exactly. And and when you're saying that, Mary, I'm completely uh, agree with you because when we had the opportunity to present the ideas, I was really hesitating to present it because I was, like, I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I should just keep it right now for myself because we don't know if we want to do it right now because, you know, we are doing the mining project in Paraguay, so it might take a lot of effort and so on, so on. So I was really hesitant about, should I present, should I not? Do I want to do slides and presentation or just, just go there and go snorkeling afterwards? So in the end, I'm super happy I did it because otherwise I wouldn't be I wouldn't be in Rotan, I think.
0: Wow, that is so cool. Okay, so now you started Amity Age. Like first of all, the name Amity Age. Where did it come from?
1: <laughs> so what's the story of, uh, behind the name? Uh, when I was with my colleague Gabriel, when we were sitting together and we said like, okay, we want to build a Bitcoin only company that will have like the the world impact, and we want to educate a hundred million people in uh, in about ten years, so that's our like big, big goal and We were, we were really uh, talking the whole day about like what really Bitcoin means to us, and we really came out to, uh, to an idea that Bitcoin as a technology means for us a technology where, which kind of connects people together because it it solves the money problem. Um, It solves the problem of of privacy, sovereignty, cooperation. So it really, for us, boils down into technology for mankind, cooperation for this friendship and fellowship. And there is the word amity in English, which um, I had no idea. I didn't know that the word exists. But the word means uh, cooperation and fellowship. So we were thinking like, for us, the Bitcoin means... Um, a technology for this and we would like to bring the age of amity age of uh this cooperation or between people so that's why we called uh the company amity bring the age of amity and we didn't want a name of the company that would be something like Bit this and Bit that because all the companies are like Bit whatever right or coin whatever or chain or block you know we didn't want this we want something that for first sight, nobody would know that it's Bitcoin related, you know, something like an Apple. If, if somebody told you Apple before you knew Apple, you would never say it's something to do with technologies or computers.
0: I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to step in and tell you a little bit about saving Bitcoin with Bitnob. The minute I started using Bitnob, it changed the way I invest in Bitcoin forever. With Bitnob, I can create a plan, and it automatically invests in Bitcoin for me using the dollar cost average strategy. That's it, nice and easy. Download Bitnob, B-I-T-N-O-B, and watch your Bitcoin investments grow.
1: So that was the idea uh, behind MITH, and then we said like, okay, but we want to have some kind of mascot, some personality that will lead people through this education journey. So that's how we created our, our logo and mascot. Uh, and this is Amity Nakamoto. It's a granddaughter of Satoshi. Um, and she's like the the young blood that's kind of having this mission to educate people, to help them cooperate. So, and who knows better about Bitcoin than the granddaughter of Satoshi, right? So that's our little little Amity. And sometimes when we speak with Gabriel, when we're solving something difficult things, we said like, so what would Amity do? like? What, let's ask Amity what, what we should do right now. So it's really kind of helping us, um, this kind of meme or how I, how should I call that? It's kind of helping us to cope with some some issues, problems like uh, obstacles and so on. So that's our little Amity and Amity age.
0: I love it. I, I remember I was on Twitter just scrolling through and I saw Amity age and, or was it Amity Nakamoto? I saw it, like I saw it written out and I was like, okay, you know, do. You, you have some Bitcoiners that will call themselves something Nakamoto. So I thought, okay, maybe that's yeah. a, a Bitcoiner who called themselves that. When I clicked on it, I just read the bio. It's like granddaughter of Satoshi Nakamoto. I'm like, okay, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was when I, I followed Amity Age, but was, I found it really smart. I think that gives a very relatable persona especially for young people you know it's Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to relate with something that it has more or less like a human form so i think it makes learning about bitcoin because bitcoin is already difficult you know (laughs) for some Mm -hmm. people so it makes learning about bitcoin really easy and i think it was a really smart move i love it
1: (laughs) thank you yeah we really we, we loved it when we were creating that with uh with some friends and uh, with uh, the marketing team and, like, the people that understand. It was really, like, this is what we love. We really, like, love the whole process and love the idea behind it. And it also, for us, was something relatable to us. So we wanted to put kind of our personalities with Gabriel. We're kind of these crazy guys, playful guys, you know. So we wanted something playful that wouldn't, for first sight, be just about Bitcoin, you know, but it would create this uh, nice story behind it and that was that was our idea and we we had this <laughs> we had this like big vision for you know future uh if 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 it would be like a dystopian future where you know there's the government and the bitcoiners against you know uh something that might happen in future we were we were thinking like okay so do you know what we want you know we want on the street you know people just grabbing. uh a spray can and spraying empty face on the wall. And then there will be like police guys coming and like, uh, crossing it over, <laughs> you know, like the V for Vendetta thing, or like the, the, uh, anonymous, you know, um, mask. So we were, we were like, okay, so this would be a success for us if one day like the, the empty face would be like the symbol of, of revolution of a financial revolution as well. So <laughs> this was, we were kind of like having fun with, with the whole concept. <laughs>
0: I think that's a crazy but cool idea. I love it. (laughs) So anybody out there who make masks, make an Amity Age mask, an Amity Nakamoto mask. Please do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's really awesome. So, do you mind if you can go like deeper um, into what Amity Age Academy does? Um, I saw some videos about the um, location. I saw the you know congratulations on the new building. Um, and I heard about the plans that you want to execute in there. Like there's, there was a Bitcoin ATM, there was a space to buy coffee. I was, it was just really exciting to, you know, see it. Um, but yeah, what are your plans around there and um, what's on ground now? Mm-hmm.
1: So currently we already opened uh, a Bitcoin cafeteria or Bitcoin cafe where people can come and uh, have a coffee and pay with Bitcoin. We accept only Bitcoin. And that's that's how we want to 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 stay it. And I got a lot of inspiration from Parallel Police. It's a project from Czech Republic, which was the first crypto only cafeteria in the world. And we did a like a sister uh, organization in Bratislava in Slovakia. We were running it for about two years till the COVID came. Then we need to close down. And basically the concept is really similar. So it's a place where people can come and they can educate about Bitcoin and the coffee should be and also like a door opener for them uh, because if we want to have like really great coffee really great service uh, where people say like okay if i want to have this coffee i need to pay with bitcoin so i need to have a wallet i need to buy bitcoin i need to understand it and we're gonna have there or we have their bitcoin atm which should be operational this week or next week because there's still some technical things going on on the background so in a few steps, uh, there is a, a Bitcoin teacher in the center, uh, which uh, who helps the person to set up a wallet, buy Bitcoin with the ATM over Lightning, so it's kind of super super fast, and then they can pay for the coffee. And they have the whole experience with paying, buying Bitcoin, and paying with bit, paying Bitcoin for something tangible. Um, and the place is divided into a coffee part and then the educational part where uh we're going to run uh, regular academias, regular workshops, meetups, and everything. Um, we want, as uh, METH Academy, help Roatan to become the Bitcoin island of Caribbean in general. Uh, how it's going to look like? We're going to help companies to accept Bitcoin. We already onboarded about 30 businesses on Roatan who, who right now accept Bitcoin, and it's from... Cafeterias, restaurants, to a girl that's doing tattoos, to a um, company that sells, um, you know, um, hardware and electronics, to a company that uh, rents cars, you know, so a bunch of different businesses, and we have about twenty or thirty in the pipeline right now that want to be onboarded. So this is one part of what we do, really helping create infrastructure where people can come and pay for whatever they need in Bitcoin. Then the second part is really helping people understand what it is practically. So setting up wallets, um, uh, selling them Bitcoin with ATM, it's going to be KYC free, which is also great. Um, And then also helping companies to use Bitcoin in their general, um, general structure. Prospera wants also a big education for their employees about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin, so that's uh, that's what we're gonna do there as well. So we sh- we want to be a place where if Bitcoin pops up to your mind, you know that's the place where you where you wanna go and you're gonna educate yourself. You, there's still gonna be somebody who can explain you whatever you need and help you out practically.
0: Wow, I what I'm hearing is that there's a lot of strategy to properly educating people, or taking people through uh, the whole Bitcoin pro- journey. Um, and I'm very impressed with the amount of thought and um, the process that you've laid down to make this possible. Because when you hear a lot of people talking about Bitcoin education, and it's always, you know, meet people, talk to them about Bitcoin. But what you've just outlined is like there is a strategic process to this in order to make it more effective and more hands-on, right? Um, mm-hmm. What I'm seeing is that a lot of people... so. If I think if someone borrows your method, I think more people will be onboarded to Bitcoin a lot faster because not only do they get to know what Bitcoin's about, but they are actually, you know, taking like literally putting in the energy and the effort to set up a wallet and all those other processes. And it sticks better. The information sticks a lot better. So, wow, like the amount of thought that you guys put in <laughs> is incredible.
1: Thank you. And we really want to open source that. We really want to set up uh, uh, curriculums. We are also getting inspired from various other initiatives like uh, Looking Glass Education. They are doing amazing work. We used their resources for our teachers' academy that we were running. Uh, We are also getting inspired by Mi Primer Bitcoin, the initiative uh, from El Salvador. So uh, we're also kind of putting this together and creating our own curriculum, how to educate Bitcoin in the most effective way and then we also want to uh, open it up to anybody that want to want to use that uh, either the slides either the curriculum then the, the structures uh, we want to do videos on recordings from the meetups from the academias and share it out so we are really in the beginning of the, the whole process because there is a lot of work with the, the whole infrastructure as well setting up the building itself make sure that you have uh, hygiene in place the toilets work the coffee machine works you know all this kind of things that really are the ones that you need to make working because the roof was leaking, you know, we we, we got some insect that we needed to get rid of. So a bunch of things that you need to do solve first and on the other hand, also the educational part. So it's like a lot of things at the same time, but we have a great team. Uh, that uh, that was my kind of mission during the three months I was in, Ro- in Roatan from July till uh, till September to build a team, a strong team that can lead it on place. And when I return in November and then in January, I can uh, continue on site. But right now when I'm not there, I need to make sure that there is still educator on place, manager, baristas, you know, that that the things are moving forward.
0: That is really, really cool. Uh, What would you say was the major challenge in the area of educating the locals? So what I understood um, is that, Different people with different cultures and backgrounds, they tend to accept Bitcoin differently. So like I mentioned, I don't know, I, uh, like I mentioned earlier before this call, I'm half Nigerian, half Filipino. And the way both countries think is extremely different. And so if I'm to orange pill mm-hmm. one country, it'll be a different way versus how I would orange pill the other country um, based on their c- cultural mm-hmm. background and what they find as important. Um, so as an educator, what do you mm-hmm. see as a challenge when it comes to educating people that from a culture that you're not familiar with because you're Slovakian and we're born in Slovakia?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's, that's really a good question because I needed to first learn about how the culture works. Um, what is interesting, what was surprising to me was that majority of people were super open to Bitcoin, to the idea. And the reason for that is, first of all, El Salvador is just around the corner. They're an Arab country, so they know that it's not some super scam. It's like it' working just around the corner. The second thing was that the banking system is really messed up in, in Honduras. It's it's really hard to um, to move money around. Uh, it's complicated, you know, that the bank fees are kind of high. And the fees for cart uh, payments are pretty high. Um, many people work or... or just uh, live on checks so they receive a check they need to go to the bank and they're on a 15th of uh, each month there is a huge line in front of the bank where people waiting to kind of get the check out so these are different things that i i didn't experience in slovakia which basically leads to people understanding bitcoin pretty fast the only thing they are afraid of is the volatility of course as, as many people do but most of the interactions I had when I, when I tell them Bitcoin, they were like, they were super excited. They just needed to know how to use that. So it wasn't like really telling them you need to have it or this is why you need to use Bitcoin. But it was like, perfect. I, I like the idea. I heard about it, but I don't know the practical and technical stuff. So please teach me. So I was surprised by this because in Slovakia, mostly the people are like re- really hesitant and reluctant like, why do we need Bitcoin? And in in countries like Honduras or Salvador or countries with high inflation rates, they don't ask anymore, why Bitcoin? They understand why Bitcoin. They just need to know how. And that's why we want to help them out with this.
0: Do you see yourself expanding to other countries aside from where you guys are at now?
1: Yes, uh, in future, definitely. Because our big goal for the Academy and for METH is to educate 100 million people about Bitcoin by 2030. That's kind of our our deadline. Uh, When people are asking me like, so how are you doing with that number? I was like, yeah, we're pretty (laughs) in the beginnings, (laughs) but I'm like, I'm a a big fan of exponential functions. So I believe that the last one or two years will be like, that will be the exponential thing that will get us there. And um, I was thinking about like the general idea is to educate the educators to really help teachers in local communities to get a good understanding, get a good resources, help them translate materials to their local languages. Because in, Slo- in, in Czech Republic and Slovakia, we have one YouTuber who grew up super fast, super, super big, and he has right now about like 80,000, 90,000 uh, followers on YouTube, and he's doing Bitcoin-only YouTube channel. He's doing it really great, uh, really well. The, the content quality, the, the, the form quality, everything is perfect. But what I think and what I observed is that since he's from our culture and he speaks our language, he's kind of one of us, that's how he built up the whole um, community as well. If he would be doing, with his style, an English podcast, I would, I would bet that it wouldn't have this kind of success. So... I'm thinking that or I'm a huge believer in decentralization and and distribution in in the way that I believe that there should be educators in local communities and that's how we can get people onboarded and adopting bitcoin and MIT Academy in next year and, and upcoming time we want to help the educators to to kind of get better get the resources maybe get funding get grants and and uh, This is basically what I was doing for a couple of years. I was teaching people doing public speaking because I believe that their ideas, you know how it said with TEDx, the ideas were spreading. If the person with a great idea know how to say it in a manner that really resonates, that's how you can change the world basically. And the same I believe with Bitcoin. If we help people with passion for education, help share their Bitcoin education with their communities, I think this is how we can get 200 million people And that's the, the, the vision I see for METH Academy in, in upcoming months and years.
0: Love it. Okay. So if you were to paint a picture of the ideal Bitcoin educator, like what are the qualities you would say people should have if they want to, you know, tread the path of being a Bitcoin educator full-time?
1: Hmm. So the first one should be passion. Passion for Bitcoin, but passion for and patience with uh, teaching somebody because you're going to hear the same question a million times <laughs> and you're going to explain the same thing a million times, again and again. So you need to have pa- uh, patience um, to really sit with people. Uh, I used to have a lot of sessions about how to set up wallets, treasure and everything. I set up like 200 treasures or maybe more already and sometimes I was like, oh my God, I had like three the same three consultations in a day and I was like, oh my God, I'm just repeating myself. I don't know if I already said this, this thing to the person or it was the previous person. So if you don't have patience, it, it, it wouldn't work. So patience, passion for, for educating and learning yourself because you need to nuance your communication over and over again. Um, you need to search for better and more simpler explanations of the things search for analogies, uh, simple concepts that people can get. So you need to spend time researching, nuancing your presentations, your slides, your talks, webinars and everything. Also, you, you shouldn't be afraid of uh, going out in terms of uh, like starting a podcast, starting a YouTube channel, speaking out um, on a video in a live uh, presentation. So you need to have some kind of Confidence in speaking and also some kind of level of public speaking, let's say.
0: Hey, hey, it's me again. Have you heard of the Lightning Network? It's an easy way of making Bitcoin payments faster and cheaper. With BitKnob, you can send and receive any amount of money in Bitcoin across the world. Mm hmm. You heard that right. Across the world. With little or no fees and in seconds. For speedy Bitcoin transactions, choose Bitnob. Download Bitnob, B I T N O B, on your favorite app store today or visit the website at bitnob.com. That's B I T N O B.com.
1: Uh, and you need to be also understanding that something that you learned for maybe a couple of years and you already know the answers, the person needs sometimes as well for that so you shouldn't be rushy for the for the person to like if they don't get it then you start to be angry no you need to really take your time and go with them slowly and kind of get into the into their shoes of a newbie this is really hard for me as well because again if you spoke the, the same topic 100 times then you think oh the person will definitely get it on the first time but they will not so it's really hard to put yourself back into the shoes of a newbie and this is what a what a good educator should be should be doing constantly and reminding themselves like okay you need to be you need to think like a like in like a newcomer again
0: those are really good points but okay so if you look at the bitcoin ecosystem we have a lot of really great educators out there but what would you say is something that is lacking in that in this space right among bitcoin educators for example i've come across a lot of bitcoin educators during my journey and some are really great you know some are also great as well in what they do but what is something you would say you want to see more of or is there something in particular that you feel okay they should emphasize more of in terms of bitcoin education
1: hmm. yes there is there's a bunch of great ones that's that's definitely true what i see a lot or what i don't see a lot let's say this way I don't see a lot um, educators um, focusing on on the concept of privacy, on the concept of uh, buying Bitcoin without KYC and really protecting your uh, identity and 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 data. Because I see a lot of educators, mostly you know YouTubers and let's say influencers, that that they kind of live from the referral links, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the referral links are mostly for. Um, um, exchanges and various services that kind of you can they can pay you some referral. Most of the services uh, are with KYC because they need to. Of course, they are regulated. I I know that they cannot do it differently. Uh, but that, this is also sad because uh, um, people will kind of jump into the KYC world and they don't know what are the drawbacks of that. And I also hard, uh, learned the hard way. I started with a bunch of exchanges and what was buying with KYC. And then after years, I started to teach people the, the, the harder way, but the way that protects their privacy. And this is what I don't see a lot with educators, with YouTubers, with, with whoever, podcasters and so on. And and recently I was I was listening to a podcast, I don't know if it was from... Um, McCormack or 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 some of the big ones and it was about privacy and like KYC, non-KYC ways of of whatever and in the beginning, you know, there were like promotions and advertisements for how to buy Bitcoin with KYC and then they started to speak about like why non-KYC matters. It was like (laughs) it doesn't come together very well Mm -hmm. right? So this is what I kind of miss and and I would like to see more of that. And I know that it's pretty hard for companies that are regulated and, and they need to operate as entity to do it, because it's super hard uh, to kind of have your business model uh, based on based without these referrals fees. But there are still some way how you can how you can do that. So, uh, so yeah, this is what I what I would like to see more.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you said you said that because um, these. Bitcoin influencers, if you allow me to use that word, they they create amazing content and they you know really do teach a lot of people, but I think I tend to understand where they're coming from because it takes a lot of effort to set up the channel, to produce, to do all that. Sometimes they have to outsource it and they felt that, okay, maybe they have to make some sort of income through what they're doing. Um, but so if since that's the case, what would you say would be a better alternative for them, so that there could be some sort of a balance um, as they're teaching and they're also finding a way to earn some sort of a living through what they do?
1: So I'm really big fan of of crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, and really support by the crowd by the people that you serve. And this is kind of for me um, how to say like a um, if. If you're doing good content that really serves people, um, they should be able to support you also financially. So setting up a Patreon or setting up uh, BTC Pay crowdfunding that every month you need to kind of gather, I don't know, a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks and you're kind of supporting like, please people support me here. This is how I can do the content for you. I'm supporting some creators on Patreon as well and uh, because I love their content, I love what they do. And this is what I what I love to see when people are doing d- this way because that's like a pretty direct feedback if you're doing uh, a worthwhile or, or if you're bringing value to, to your consumers, right? Uh, if they are willing to support you directly. So also when you're doing podcasts, you know, I used um, podcasting 2.0 over Breeze and Fountain. So people are paying some satoshis for listening to my podcast. It's not a big thing, right? It's... Let's say a few dollars a month, but it's kind of gives you a good feeling like people really want to support you directly. And it's not like some company is paying you because somebody registered over link, you know, and it's kind of like really indirect approach. And I definitely agree that it's, it's much, much harder to do it this way. It's much harder, but for me, it's more like fulfilling, more fulfilling because the people, people support you directly. And this is, for example, what we are starting right now with MIT Academy. I set up a patreon account I will set up a BTC pay server crowdfunding and for example one of the things that we're gonna have for people is uh, uh, it's called one of the tiers it's called a uh, coffee addict which means like uh, if somebody gonna pay us fifty dollars a month uh, they can have one coffee free every day right so uh, and this is how we can have some um, some uh, Revenue that's kind of uh, regular, and we can finance our activities and so on. So we want to kind of push more on this Patreon and, and sourcing uh, the support from the community as well.
0: All right, that sounds really good, and I believe that a lot of people who are educators and want to follow your advice, I mean, that I think that they must feel more relieved now because I'm sure when they start <laughs> to think about, oh my gosh, I need to like let go of these brand deals. <laughs> because Dushan said you can't do this
1: (laughs) no it's like it's it's based on on everybody's uh, you know values right I I personally wouldn't do that and actually I was offered a few times or multiple times to kind of um, promote some product some Bitcoin related thing also in Ruachan there were some companies offering us um, you know these um, how to call that uh, POS services for Bitcoin and they take, let's say, 1% uh, of of the payments to kind of run the service and they are willing to pay 0.25 for referrals. And they were offering me that. I was like, no, I don't take these referrals because if I want to refer you as a, as a good service, I want to make sure that I'm referring you because you are a good service and not because I got paid for that. And they were like, wow, I appreciate that. Like, that's that's good. And this is how i feel that's kind of more aligned with uh how i think and how i would like to live and just referring something because it's really good not because somebody's paying me for that and i would like to get the money from somewhere else we are are going to finance our academy uh also from mining that's that's one of the reasons why we are mining bitcoin but also we want to make sure that uh, people can support us directly they're going to pay for academies for coffee you know for merchandise uh, the, the atm fees are going to cover some part of, of our um costs as well so we need to find various revenue streams which is difficult but i think we can manage to do that and and make the academy sustainable
0: i just love how yeah, i love how you think you know you've how you've systematized a lot of things and I think that's great really it really inspires me honestly um it just shows that you know when you're when you want to create something and you're focused on it lasting for a long time and laying this legacy um you have to think in ways that will be self-sustaining, and it's just really encouraging to me. I think this is a really great model for Thank those you. who are listening to this. Honestly, because um, I'm like a lot of Bitcoin education is going on in Africa, and so when you mm-hmm. say these things, I think these these are like really doable models that people in Africa can, you know, uh, really jump on right away. Uh, because Mm -hmm. since you have such a huge goal uh, like it's just really incredible how you have all this together but one random question though how do you keep track of the number of people you're orange pilling
1: (laughs) (laughs) well uh i have i have a sheet or like i put some numbers based on how many people saw my videos podcasts and and everything but it's It's super hard to measure. So I don't have like a clear structure to measure it right now. (laughs) Uh, I think we're going to start to measure it more in the academy itself. Like how many people go over the academy. Because uh, right now, if somebody listens to my podcast, it's not maybe he just listened to, I don't know, 10 minutes of that. And I don't know. And should I count him as a person that I introduced to Bitcoin or not? It's kind of really difficult. So for me, it's just like a goal that's maybe I, I i maybe i will never can to measure that but it's kind of giving me the idea of okay i need to think in a different way than if i say okay i want to educate 100 people or 1000 people i need to think on a different scale with different projects how i can get to this uh, this number and if if we help let's say a 1000 or 10000 educators and each of that will help 10000 um um of the, in their community well we can get to this number pretty fast right so it's it's like i have some numbers but they are like they don't make sense because you know you, it's, it's a different level of of being onboarded and one uh as you mentioned like there is a lot of education going in africa i'm, I'm watching some of them and they're pretty amazing uh, efforts by by accuracy by uh by Paxful and 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 bunch of bunch of different people, and one thing that came to my to our mind and it was the idea of our educator Victor, and that's I think it's pretty good and I think many other initiatives can use it. so the idea comes from Czech Republic and there is a cafeteria that's serving it's called a hanging coffee. What does it mean is that imagine you come to a coffee to to cafe. And you buy f- five coffees, one of them you're going to drink and the four of them are going to be hanged mm-hmm. over the bar as, as a ticket for coffee. And when somebody comes who cannot afford the coffee, uh, they can take the ticket of the bar, give it to the bartender or barista, and they will make coffee for free because it was paid before. And we were thinking like, what about doing this for education as well? So there might be people who, who can say like, wow, guys, you are doing amazing work. I want to support you. And we say, okay, so send us $500. And for these $500, we're going to hang 10 tickets for Bitcoin Academy. And anybody who doesn't, who cannot deserve $50 per Academy, you know, they can just take the ticket. It will be hanging there. They can take the ticket. They can give it to us because it was already paid for. And they are having free Academy. Mm-hmm. And what we want to do, is put a maybe a contact number or, or email on the donor on the on the person that paid for the ticket so after the, the Academy the person can contact the donor and say like thank you very much because you supported my Bitcoin journey and thanks to you I, I started to, or I learned about Bitcoin so this is I think I think something how initiatives educational initiatives can connect people who would love to get education but doesn't have the money to to pay for that with people that love the idea and would like to have some support and it's like a really direct support and this is what we're gonna what we're gonna start right now so i think during october or november we're gonna make it um already workable so there will be the tickets people can 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 buy the tickets for anybody and then they can take it down go for academy and and work with this so it might be idea that can work in various parts in africa i think as well.
0: Wow, that's really great, and thank you for sharing the idea. Okay, so I have one last question, and um, there's a lot of effort going on to educating young adults and older ones as well. But how about the kids? Are is there any plan towards ed- educating kids, especially those who are not of age to you know start working or have a have a bank account?
1: Yeah, so I really I really love educating kids because. The questions that they have and how they think is completely different to adult person because you know adults were raised in a different monetary system, and it's sometimes it's super hard to to tell them about Bitcoin because they're like it's it's contradicting their their worldview a lot. And for kids, it's like it's easy because you know they live in this internet uh, era. Mm-hmm. So uh, we uh, I already did a workshop for for kids in in ruatan on a school and they loved it they would like to cooperate and do more workshops so we we already have a list of all the schools in ruatan we go one by one to them and and tell them like what we can do for them workshops and financial literacy education because we just don't want to go there and and shill bitcoin right we we really like to give them the idea what the money is what was the history of money and just slowly get into like bitcoin is the next evolutionary step in that so uh we are pretty open to that and what i work with is first of all the book the bitcoin money book by michael Karas, the pretty short one amazingly written where people get the idea why bitcoin actually exists and that's i think one of the best resources that's that's out there for kids then we're going to work with shamori and with their uh their mining game and also some books that they are creating right now uh, that's that's another resource for that. and there there are some different Bitcoin related things like um uh, Set's ledger that's kind of for for parents you know to tr- keep track of like how much money they give to their kids. you know this is something that we want to bring more of to Roatan and and yeah, so there are we have some initiatives planned to do for kids, especially. And uh, and work with uh, local local schools there.
0: Love it. That is so cool. It's so nice that everybody's catered for now. you know those who are older, even those who are younger and it's just so exciting. And wow, I'm very inspired. Um, I do some Bitcoin education in my own way. so hearing all these tips and Super. mode of approach was really helpful to me and I believe those who are listening. Uh, was, were also inspired. So I just want to thank you for setting out time to be on the podcast, Dushan.
1: Thank you, Mary. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, if you happen to be in Rotan in uh, November, uh, uh, 16th to 18th of November, we're going to have an opening event of the METH Academy. So you can come and, uh, and enjoy it with us. We're going to have a Bitcoin Hill Run, charity run, uh, that will get some Bitcoin and distribute to schools. And you can just follow us on Twitter uh, at METH. So we'd love to to share some more uh, information there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Dushan. And thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you,
1: Mary. It It was lovely. Thank you so much.
0: What an amazing episode. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Subscribe to know when next we release a new episode. Drop a review. Let us know your thoughts about the podcast. Follow BitNob on Twitter at BitNob underscore official. That's at B-I-T-N-O-B underscore O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. See you in the next episode.